Hi, I'm Eric Poulin. And I'm Robin Poulin. We're the co-founders of Calendar Budget, and welcome to the Calendar Budget Podcast. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like. Okay, getting a good deal. What's the big deal about getting a good deal? More money in your pocket. Yes. Everybody wants a good deal. Almost everybody wants a good deal. That's why sales are so effective. Uh, marketers know this. We should know. We, one of our other hats is marketers. Um, so getting a good deal is part of our, built into our psychology. Uh, it's just part of our civilization. So we're going to go through a slew of different ways and means you can go about to get a good deal. We're not going to particularly dive deep into any one of them. Uh, maybe we'll do that on other episodes in the future. But this episode is meant to just give you a reminder or an overview of the various different ways you can get good deals because mm -hmm. there is a lot of different ways. Yes. Number one. Bartering. Bartering. Haggling. Whichever way you want to call it. Yeah, haggling something sounds like something you would do at a at a bazaar in Egypt. Yeah. Um, some cultures expect it, and other cultures don't expect it. Sometimes it's not really a part of shopping. Yeah, I've seen on some shows or videos that some cultures they expect you to haggle, and if you don't, they're kind of offended that you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, interesting. I've seen that before as well. But from Canadian or North American culture, it's a difficult thing to do unless you've had a lot of practice. The, the real haggling or bartering, bartering that tends to happen would be at a yard sale in North America. Yeah, I don't know. When you say North America, I'm going to condense that a little bit more into just U.S. and Canada. Yeah. Because I think Mexico is a little bit different right. than... Um, than U.S. and Canada in yeah, terms of haggling well, and bartering, bargaining and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, haggling on price, common at yard sales, common at things like a, a flea market mm -hmm. um, where you're, you know, the price is listed, it's written in pencil. <laughs> um, if it's written in pencil, that's a good sign that it's flexible because <laughs> they can erase it. Um, and often they will do that. Mm -hmm. um, Often just asking for a better deal can get you a better deal. Um, and it doesn't, you can do it in unexpected times and places as well. Mm -hmm. For example, car repairs. Uh, we commonly do that when car repairs happen. Um, the repair is done and they tell you the price and, and then you're like, wow, that's a lot more than I expected. Is there anything you can do to help me yeah. on the price. That discussion usually comes up before committing to what the um, repairs are. Yes. Where they give you a list of this is what we've noticed needs to be done. Which ones do you want to take care of now? Shall we take care of everything? Like, well, I wasn't quite expecting all of that expense today. Yeah. Not in my budget. Is there anything that can be done? Exactly. Um, and when you ask that question, you'll find in most cases there is something that can be done. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of flexibility there, actually. Yep. Uh, so you could just pay the full price, but 
you're going to be a chump if you do that in, in many cases because you can pay less just by asking. Um, we've had our car dealer often just give us the price without taxes, yeah. which means they still have to pay taxes because they're a legit business, but it just means they're really just reducing the cost for us, which is fantastic. You have to be aware and respectful of the company that you're working with because you don't want to take advantage of them. Of course. And of course, you, in doing so, you don't want to like put them out of business or anything like that by always trying to get a better deal. And Okay, fair enough. So on the opposite end of that, I'm glad you brought that up because I used to have a partner that I worked with that was such a good haggler and bargainer. And I don't know if he just did it impulsively, but he would haggle prices for like business to business services down to such a low level that he often felt like the company wasn't even making a profit. Mm -hmm. And if the company's not making a profit, they're not going to put in the right uh, effort yes. for the project. Uh, not only that, but they don't have the time to vote to devote because they're not getting paid enough and other things need to be done in order to keep the funny, the company afloat. Exactly. You can put the longevity of the business at risk if you're getting something at cost or less than cost. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, if you're constantly doing that for one company, it can be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest, yes, haggle. Don't push it to the extreme and always be able and willing to pay the full price. Yeah. But it does. It never hurts to ask. And if there is some flexibility there, then yeah, take that flexibility. Absolutely. Um, like I say, you're, you're going to do that at the yard sale. You're not going to haggle at the Apple store because mm -hmm. they'll just laugh at you. <laughs> Go away, sir. Mm -hmm. um, it's commonly done with cars as well. Like you're negotiating the price with a car salesperson. Uh, that's kind of expected even in U.S. Canada culture. Mm -hmm. uh, probably other cultures in the world as well for a big expensive thing like that. Um, haggling for maybe the floor model of a product. Oh, I'd like to buy a vacuum. Can I just buy the floor model and give me 50 bucks off because people have been handling it. Yep. That's a very common thing as well. Or I've seen when I've gone to purchase clothing in the past where it might have been one of the more expensive things like a, a prom dress or grad dress for the kids. Mm. And we've noticed a rip in there that we know how to sew and repair that, but we can get a little bit of a discount on the price yep. and easy to repair them. And group, like if you're, we've done this a lot of times too. Oh yeah. Oh, we need driving instruction. Can you give us a discount because we're going to bring two people at once? Yeah. Oh, sure. They're usually happy to do that because it, for most businesses, they are paying their advertising, their marketing. And so they have in their business, in their if they're a good business, they have already a number in mind for how much does it cost me to acquire a new customer mm -hmm. in terms of the average times I need to show an ad, how many people see the ad, how many people actually convert from that ad into a paying customer. So they know that on average it takes X amount to convert. And if you're bringing me two customers all at once, mm -hmm. I'm happy to give you a lower price because now I don't have to pay that extra acquisition fee. There's a thought, though, that we do have another daughter looking to do driver's ed and their friend. So that might work for both of them going at once. But then there's two separate transactions that will happen. 
So the company probably has to pay an extra fee for, especially for the credit card payment. Mm. Probably not. Transaction fees are usually paid, like almost all of the transaction fee is a percentage. Mm -hmm. So it won't matter if it's being done in two transactions or one. Mm -hmm. The acquisition fee is because now they don't have to advertise a hundred times to yep. get one more client in the door because you're bringing them to all at once. So that's yes. where I would say still in that case, doesn't matter if you're putting the credit, two different credit cards through, doesn't matter. Still, okay. still go for it. Bartering is a little bit different than haggling. Bartering is like, there's no money exchanged or very little money exchanged. We're basically going to trade services here. So we used to have an arrangement with our tax preparation person. In fact, the co-author of our book, Power mm -hmm. Spending, um, I used to do tech support for her. So whenever yep. she had computer problems, she'd call me up anytime throughout the year. Yep. And, uh, and then she would do our taxes for us uh, for no cost. Yeah. So that was a great arrangement. Like it was no skin off my back to, to do tech support. I was happy to do it anyway because I was just, she's a good friend. Of course I'm going to help. And then she was able to leverage her skill to offer something in return. So that was a great, great arrangement. Great expertise from both. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, another thing you can do, make a wish list. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes things that you need, things that you want, can be supplied by people that love you because if you're like most people, you've got family, you've got friends, you've maybe got a spouse, I guess that counts as family, yeah. um, but you've got people that care about you and holidays, birthdays, Christmas, these various different events happen. People are often left wondering what in the world can I get for, for you? So why not make a wish list? Yeah. Uh, and if it's an expensive wish list, then maybe a couple of people can team up together to get the one item as a group gift. Yep. Uh, another great way to get things for for virtually for nothing. Yeah, our kids have done that over the years where they wanted maybe a new phone or something like that, where birthday money comes along, they can invest that in their purchase and be able to have extra money to reduce their expenses. And now that they've gotten older and they have jobs of their own, their wish list still works for them. That they don't necessarily get it for birthdays now, but they can tick it off as they have some extra funds to invest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, plus, if you have a formalized list, you know what to look out for too when things like sales come on, yeah. which we'll talk about in a, in a few minutes. And you can prior prioritize as well for yes, what's more important. What do I need most urgently or what do I want most urgently? Yeah. Yeah. Often when you become uh, an adult in your later years, your wants, well, your needs are mostly just taken care of because you're hopefully in a comfortable yeah. enough spot. It's not always the case. Hopefully you're in a comfortable enough spot that your needs are taken care of. So mostly at this point, your wish list will be wants. Yeah. Uh, but in, in the early stages of life, that list will contain a lot of needs as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you're just going to prioritize and pick it off one at a time. It can be hard when these special events come along. You're like, oh, I want to do something nice for them, but I don't want to do something just to do something. Yeah. That I want to do something meaningful. And I've even seen like your parents where they got to a point they're like, you know what? We're just buying things at birthdays and Christmas time just because we're supposed to. Let's not worry about that anymore. We know we love each other yes. and we're going to continue to express that. But it ends up being the one-off things here and there 
that mean something more because you're being aware of what their needs are at that time, not six months from now when Christmas finally comes along. Yeah, I actually really like that uh, yeah. that idea. That um, it's not that you're trying to cheap out and, no. and avoid a tradition like yeah. gift giving, but when you're not really sure what to give and it's just a matter of here's some cash mm -hmm. like i'm giving you some cash you're giving me some cash like what what is the point here yeah we know we love you we know you love me like let's just spend some time together exactly uh, and then we can just dispose of this ridiculous formality <laughs> You find some special event that you can do instead. Like we've yeah. looked on Groupon where the kids found for their 19th birthday, the twins, mm. being able to do some skydiving. Yes. Never been up on planes, so I may as well jump out of it. <laughs> yeah, and remember the one time uh, I had a birthday. Yeah. And rather than people getting me gifts, I brought everybody to oh, do yeah. this thing called Whirly Ball. And that was so fun. Which is the thing they have in Toronto. It's basically... Uh, Kind of a lacrosse, be uh, it's like cross between lacrosse, lacrosse and go karts. Yeah, it was a weird thing. You're in go karts, driving around, smashing into each other, but also you have a scoop and a ball in hand, and you're trying to like score a point on a basket. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bizarre thing. We had a great time. Yeah, and there, like no gifts were exchanged there. I I felt like that was an amazing birthday. Exactly. Just yeah. time well spent together as a family with extended family. Exactly. And another year we decided that, you know what, when birthdays and things come along, instead of just treating the one of us, we find something to connect on. And we ended up getting uh, two ukuleles one year. Yeah. I think that was for your birthday. Yeah. And we had a new hobby to take up and exactly. learn something new. I like sharing my birthday. <laughs> exactly. Um, coupons, flyers, sales. These are obvious things when you're going to get a good deal and they happen at various times of the year. And, yep. um, you know, you can save hundreds of dollars with a little bit of research uh, by finding what's going to be uh, a good deal. Especially if you're looking at coupons and, and rebates, often yeah. you buy a product. If you take the time to like, it's advertised at price $100 minus 20, mm -hmm. but that $20 to get it, you have to mail in a rebate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't do it. They just forget about it. They forget or it's like it's just an inconvenience. Don't have a stamp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many of them do it online now, but yeah, I think they more. still do it. I think they still do it by snail mail because that friction that they put in place there is what makes people usually not do it. Mm -hmm. um, but it only takes a few minutes. Like, yep. get the get the rebate. Like, <laughs> it's a good deal. I've started to see those rebates and coupons available on Flip, which is a nice grocery app where you have all your flyers collected in one place. Oh. And so you can actually search for specific things, I'm pretty sure. And you can search to see what deals or coupons are available at that certain store. This is Flip, F-L-I-P-P? -P? Yes. Two Ps. Yes. Okay. And I've used that in the past when Walmart used to do price matching. And it was great to open up these different uh, flyers and mm -hmm. say, here's the price at this store for corn, this one for wal uh, watermelon, yeah. and to be able to get a good price that way. So they don't tend to do uh, price matching anymore at Walmart, but there's still some stores that do. Yeah, and you just have to be careful about price matching because there's sometimes... It has to be the exact match. This many milliliters, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Is it within a certain time frame? 
Sometimes you can do price matching even after the purchase is done and you can go back and say, hey, I just spent $100 on this, but the competitor put it on sale for 90 and they'll give you a rebate back of the difference. Yeah. I think that's pretty rare now, but... Uh, yeah. And I remember rain checks used to be a thing. Uh, sometimes they still exist. Sometimes they'll still do it. If they run out of a product that's on sale, especially on super um, like good deal days, if yeah. they run out, sometimes they'll do it, but yeah got to ask because yeah. maybe they won't um i wanted to talk about um coupons for groceries specifically mm -hmm. i think this is only applicable in the united states yes about stacking coupons it's fantastic in the u.s for that coupons not coupons coupons i had the pronunciation <laughs> there very rarely do you are you able to stack coupons here in canada mm. um occasionally you can but it's very rare. So stacking coupons means you can apply more than one coupon to a single item. Yes. So maybe you get a loaf of bread and you get like a manufacturer discount and then a store discount and then a group buy discount. Yeah. And suddenly you're paying one cent for a loaf of bread because of all these coupons stacked on top of each other. There used mm -hmm. to be a website called The Grocery Game. It's, it's defunct now, but um, people would uh, like send in how much they spent on groceries and they it would i would look at it every once in a while and be like they'd get this massive pile of groceries and they ended up paying like three dollars and ten cents for yeah. it it was like 140 dollars worth of groceries just coupon 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 yeah. when the kids were small i'd sit Crazy. there and drool at that idea because you can't do that here in canada yeah i know so. plus imagine how much time it takes yeah. You see old movies of, you know, pictures of a, a, a housewife clipping coupons with scissors. Yep. You know, anybody can clip coupons. It doesn't have to be the, the wife. But, I mean, coupons still come in paper. Mm -hmm. You still get mail regularly. Yep. But apps like Flip or other derivatives of it. Um, yeah. Does that work in the United States as well? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Not entirely sure, but I'm... Somebody will have to let us know. Does Flip work in the U.S.? I know a friend had a binder that she would organize all of her coupons. And every now and then she's like, okay, I have some coupons expiring. Anybody need <laughs> baby formula when our kids were small? Oh, that's good. Like on a group chat or something? Yeah. Oh, nice. It was fantastic. Oh, and I have another friend that she is regularly checking the flyers. And uh, with the uh, church group, uh, with the Women's Group Relief Society, mm -hmm. they would post there weekly, here's the new deals that we are seeing this week in this area. Uh, you want to save on your groceries? Try these things. Nice. I have a friend, um, Kevin, Kevin Brady, um, who used to do this. When, so when he first got married, um, and it was a young family, he would do this thing. Um, where he would look for lost leaders. Yeah. Remember this strategy? A lost leader at a, this is a strategy used very commonly at grocery stores, but it's used in a lot of stores mm. where they have, they'll advertise like on the first page of their advertisements, this amazing sale. We mm -hmm. used to get it. The cereal, five boxes or three boxes for $5 or whatever it was. Three boxes for five. Yeah. So the store's losing money on this deal. But all they want to do is get you in the store. Yes. Because they know you're probably not going to buy just this one product. Mm -hmm. You're going to buy a whole bunch of other things. So if they can just get you in the store for your groceries, then they'll make their money 
on every like all the other purchases that you make. So sometimes this lost leader means like they're leading their advertising with something they actually lose money at, hence the term lost leader. But if they can just get you in the store, lots of money, lots of money. So Kevin would identify the lost leaders and he had a, a route between where he worked and his house and he would just hit the grocery stores on the way home and they would plan their meals around what was on the super sales, like the lost leader sales. Brilliant. So they ended up eating for like barely any money spent, mm -hmm. um, like the least amount possible anyway, because they were certainly buying the food for less than the grocery store was paying for it. Mm -hmm. um, and they would, he, he would basically only buy these lost leader things. You know, obviously there's a few exceptions because you may need some staples to get uh, through the week, but. And I imagine buying those lost leaders, maybe you didn't exactly end up with the menu plan you were hoping for that week, but you yeah. saved a lot of money. That's right. And what one of our uh, readers in Power Spending said was, if you're willing to live the first 10 years of your life, how's the rest of it go? Yeah, if you're willing to spend the first 10 years of your life like no one else will, you'll be able to live the rest of your life marriage Nobody else was, can. like no one else can. Yeah, because you'll have the funds to be able to fund the life that you want. Exactly. And they actually found, because they lived in a, an area that was that had a lot of ethnic foods mm -hmm. for sale because it was like a, a densely populated area of, of cool. some foreign people. They ended up getting a whole bunch of foods they would never have tried before. And so they, their variety of food that they ate expanded quite a bit just because they were getting these deals on things they didn't even, they'd have to look up. What, what is this food? I didn't even know how to cook it. What? And they've become these foodies. It's really cool actually yeah. to talk food with them because they know where to get the best meatballs, the best whatever it is. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So next on the list, outlet malls. Um, outlet malls can be really good or really not so good. Yeah. <laughs> Depends what you're going to get. Quality you have to be careful with. Yeah, although for, on certain stores. for most outlet malls, like if you're going to an outlet mall, it's usually brand name stuff. They're just yeah. selling it in bulk um, at a discounted price. Mm -hmm. That's why it's an outlet there. It's uh, like when I, for example, when I buy jeans, the only time I buy jeans is when we travel and go, and to, we go to these outlets. outlet mall, like on the way home. Yeah. Um, because I can get them for almost 50% what I would pay at a regular store. Yeah, our kids loved it this past summer where they were able to get some brand names like Nike and other things like that. Yeah, for Levi's, Nike. Fraction of the price. Exactly. Same thing with cologne. So I was able to get this, this cologne that I've used that's like, I found it once on a cruise ship and then it's like super expensive yeah. to buy it at a shopper's drug mart or a regular uh, store that sells these things. Mm -hmm. But at a outlet like 50 60 percent off yeah i could buy two volumes i normally would buy one volume i can buy two for less than the cost of the one so mm -hmm. this is a good deal as long as we don't break the bottle exactly and <laughs> being aware of your budget in the first place you have to plan these things into your trip or where wherever it is you're going and you're not buying it just to buy it you need to know that you need it in the first place yeah that's the that's the downfall so i said at the beginning outlet malls are good and not so good they're not so good because 
everything looks like it's a great deal and you can get often sucked in to buying things that you weren't planning to buy, weren't even on your shopping list. So it's a good idea when you're going to these malls, have a shopping list in mind and yeah. try to stick to it as best you can because you will see lots of awesome deals and you may end up walking away with things that you weren't planning to buy. Don't get it just because it's on yeah. sale. I've talked with the kids before we're going like, okay, on this trip, we're going to be going to Outlet Mall. Can you please go through your closet and figure out how many shirts you have available, sweaters, pants, what are you in dire need of? Yes. What is your next level of need? What can you get away with? Yeah. And what is something you just want to have? And of course, bring your own money because things there are certain things that we would be willing to pay for. And as you get older, it becomes more and more on your list of things to purchase. Exactly. Yeah, just keep in mind, if you didn't need it before you got to the sale, you don't need it just because you're there and there's a sale. Yeah. yeah. Um, other thing I want to bring up uh, in the list, there's still quite a long list of things to go through, but um, introductory offers. So you see this kind of thing pretty commonly with uh, like a cell phone plan mm -hmm. uh, where you're going to get the first four months at this ridiculously reduced rate or you're going to get the first year at this rate and then when you renew it's going to be at the normal rate well that's great except when you get past the introductory period then you're often paying full price or maybe even a little bit more than full price because sometimes you have to sign up for a level that you don't really need now oftentimes you you're not like committed to that new level it's just going to auto renew at that. Often these are like month to month and you're like for the cell phone company, just paying month to month, but you get the first three, four months at this discounted rate, but you can then cancel at the end of the four months mm -hmm. and switch to and another cell company that's going to give you another introductory offer. And you can just do this introductory offer hopping. You have to know what things you're sacrificing in doing that because I know when we were checking out to get our cell phones in the first place, we consulted with a friend of ours who was that driving around guy, can you hear me now? Yeah. Uh, just to check out the pockets where cell quality might be worse or to see if it was still working. And we asked them about that and they told us about the different companies where you had the major brands and you actually had some knockoff brands that were had the same phones, same, same quality network, service, same customer support people answer the phone. They just they just say, "Oh, company A, if you're calling from a certain phone number, if you're calling for another company, or, oh, company, company B, B, the more expensive one, company B." Yeah. Same people, same network, same everything, same hardware. Mm -hmm. It's just prestige and brand. Yes. But you have to decide then what are your needs? What companies offer what? Uh, some allow you to like purchase the phone outright, some don't. Well, most actually uh, allow you to purchase outright. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can always purchase outright. Yeah. Like but, if you're buying a f an expensive phone yes. and then amortizing the cost, you can always buy it out. Yes. But then you just have to pay all the rest of the payments yep. up, up front. We and discussed it with our kids as they were working to get a phone as well and for what would work for their needs. Yeah. They ended up going with the knockoff brand because that satisfied their needs. Yeah, I mean, I recommend that. Yeah. The only reason we don't go with the knockoff brand is because we're, we use our, our phones through the business. Yes. And the knockoff brands typically don't have business plans where you can combine multiple people on a single plan. Yes. Yeah. 
And if you're doing a family purchase, uh, you might be able to just get your cell phone plan along with your internet plan and what other else thing comes in that plan? Oh, TV. Phone, internet, TV usually yes. are bundled together by a comm provider. I remember when the kids were younger, where we discussed this before, that the company was like, you know, you could get cable TV as well in this and save some money. We're like, well, actually, we want to not have cable TV, but you'll save some money by buying into this plan. No, we, we want to not have cable TV. Yeah. They just didn't get that concept. And so we knew what the sacrifice was, that if we got cable TV, people could easily be sucked into that homework would be lost or business work, that you want to be committed to the things that are more important to you and not be sucked into things that are more like Pinocchio's Playland. Exactly. That's a good analogy because that's how it was with me. Couldn't you, I couldn't even hear you. We <laughs> knew what TV's on and I'm just like in a zone, yes. like blinders on. You could be right beside me talking to me and I wouldn't even know it. Like, that's not how I want to live my life. So, yeah, well, yeah. when you have your brain always on doing programming and other complicated things, you have a moment to shut down. You're like, okay, get lost in the TV. But yeah. there's other things you can get lost in that there's you can have things. more fun with. Exactly. Archery. Yeah. Um, now, these introductory offer things, they're, they're basically banking on you forgetting to switch mm -hmm. um, after the four months. Yes. So they'll just, like, they know that most people are just going to let it auto-renew, and then that's the end of it, and then mm -hmm. now you're paying the full price. So as long as you can just calendar it, um, same as if you're doing a trial offer. Mm -hmm. Like, trial offers are, are great ways to try things out and, and, and experience um, whatever the service or product is. Mm -hmm. Just calendar when the trial ends so that you know to go in and cancel. Yes. Unless you want to continue. Then definitely continue, but... And just because the package has finished, say with your TV or cell service, you could always check back with them again and say, hey, do you have any new offers coming out? Oh yeah, every month they have new promos. So mm -hmm. it's definitely worth calling to ask. That's the thing too. You sign up for an introductory promo, six months later, the whole business could have shifted. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then sometimes there's government regulations that come in and change or, or this or that. Yeah. It's definitely worth a quick phone call and, and ask, you know, what promo packages do you have available? And they'll walk you through them. And it doesn't hurt to ask. Exactly. No, no pain, no gain. <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt to ask. You're right. Um, loyalty cards. So we're talking like points cards for your favorite department store mm -hmm. or uh, what's the air miles. There are lots of uh, cards like Air Miles that can be used at multiple different stores. Mm -hmm. So these are actually worth the time it takes to sign up for them and the small inconvenience of swiping it along with your payment mm -hmm. every time. Or if you can get one that's actually tied to your payment card, even better. Yeah. Like in here in Canada, we have seen points because our bank, Scotiabank, owns Cineplex, which is the, the main theater provider in Canada. Mm -hmm. or at least in Ontario. And we, it's just automatic. Every time we buy anything with our debit card or credit card, debit card, I should say, only. Um, they work for the credit cards as well, depending on how you have it set up. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. But any, every time you swipe your debit card to purchase anything, you get a little bit of scene points. And then, you know, after a couple of months, you've got enough to go see a free movie. Or those scene points can be renewed as 
cash towards certain restaurants. Yep. Yep. So it depends on how you intend on using that. For credit cards, you could do the money back, which may make oh, yeah. it more profitable for you. Way better. In our cases, way better. Yeah. If you have any kind of sizable purchases, you can get like 2% back mm -hmm. at the end of a, of a year. That's a lot of money. Yeah. If you put, a, like, we've we shifted a lot of our spending to the credit card now simply because of that cashback. Mm -hmm. um, of course, credit card companies are are banking on the fact that you're not going to pay off your balance every month. Um, but of course we do and, and you should definitely pay off your credit card every month. Definitely. Yes. You make a plan every two, three weeks or the 10th of the month and the 23rd of the month kind of thing Yep. that you never miss a payment and you then never incur interest on the pay items. It, pay it off every month and then take full advantage of the points. Mm -hmm. But if you have a, a secondary points card, like an air miles, that also is worth it. So in our case, we had been collecting air miles for like a decade and a half for so many years and we didn't even realize. And one day they sent an email because I think my card expired and had to be replaced or something. And I'm like, ah, I'll just log in and check. We have like 20,000 points, which, which was like more than a thousand dollars worth of like a lot more, maybe $2,000. We ended up getting like a robot vacuum. Mm -hmm. We were able to send our daughter uh, like care a, a care snack pack yep. while she was studying. And like, oh man, it was great. Yeah, That was a great find. Like, especially if you're not, if you're not banking on these things to uh, like supplement your life. Yeah. And they're just a surprise after you use them. Wow, that was a great Great find. But if you don't intend on using them, like scene points, we don't go to the theater very often. No. But luckily the scene points can be renewed for cash, as I was saying. They well, can. gift and cards. The, the points will just accumulate <clears throat> in most cases f forever. Mm -hmm. you, you're going to use them at some point. So They've started doing some expirations. Certain cards or companies will do that, yeah. Uh, like I know if you're on the Google app store the app rewards program where you like do surveys for those those points expire after a year mm -hmm. but they're not points they're dollar amounts mm -hmm. so i don't know if there's they've just made found a way to get around it i don't know um do some investigation know what the offer yeah, is for sure so regular sales obviously those are great ways to get a good deal um however just be aware that sometimes stores will increase the price so that they can put it on sale and make it appear that you're getting a good deal when in fact you're just paying the normal price. Mm -hmm. So be aware of that. Also, in my marketing studies, I discovered, so there's this very famous study where this piece of jewelry was not selling. It was like in a prominent place, just wasn't selling, wasn't selling, wasn't selling. They reduced the price, wasn't selling. And then some marketing guru came in and said, Increased the price by 10x. Wow. So they 10x'd the price <clears throat> and it sold the next day. It was of greater value. That's exactly it. Because the price had increased, the perceived value of the item increased tremendously and suddenly it sold so fast. Now, it could have been a coincidence, but I think that they've proved this over many other cases that under certain circumstances, 
increasing the price by a lot um, actually helps the sale. And in fact, in another podcast, we talked about these really expensive purses like a, a, a Prada purse or something. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, they'll put the really, really, really expensive thing up front and center. Like and a then $10,000 purse. 10000 Ridiculous. Crazy. And then the other really expensive purses. <laughs> but Like a thousand? Still expensive. Not as expensive as the really, really expensive one, but they're still really expensive. And suddenly these look like a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> so sale prices, just be careful. Do your price, what is it, comparison shopping and just make sure that you're getting a good deal. A price, uh, a sale at store A might not be uh, a sale at store B. Also, I think I've seen, I haven't made complete like investigation, but I felt in times past where I've seen some stores that were going to be closing down where they Mm. had a sale. This week is 50% off, this week 75% off. Fire sale. But then I go in and I look at the original so-called price and I'm sure that the original original price was like half that price to begin with. (laughs) So mark up the item to then give it a discount of 50%, which is you're paying the original price, original, original price. Yeah, it's very common practice in in retailing to increase the price to give it a discount. And you mentioned earlier about us getting that sale on the cereal. Mm. That was a crazy find where our kids went through a lot of cereal as breakfast and snacks at that time. So I saw the three for five dollars. And originally, that would have been the cost of one box of cereal. You're getting three. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that sounds great. And so I was crazy, and I bought 150 boxes. And it was so funny, the look on the manager's face. He's like, okay. He knew me. He knew it wasn't for something crazy, just for our crazy Well, kids. they want to check if you're going to resell it, like, you know, because they, you're yeah. not allowed to do that. Exactly. But I also had some inkling in my mind after a few years had passed. I'm like, I'm wondering if the manufacturing companies were trying to get rid of stock because the size of boxes changed. The so-called family size, in my opinion now, seems to be the size of what was back probably 10, 15 years ago, the size of what was then the original size. And I'm thinking manufacturing packages, they needed to get rid of stock and to get that out quickly so that they could fill mm-hmm. the shelves with the new stuff. Could be, could be. So. Just something in the back of my head that I haven't in totally investigated, but it just I have noticed some perception. that packages of specifically with cereal do seem to be smaller than ever. Yeah. For the same price you've always paid. Yeah. It's another way of uh, inflation, right? The price stays the same, but what you're getting is reduced. So yes. in the in the end, you're still paying more for the same amount. On another discussion, you could eat healthier, which would actually save you money in the long run because you're not eating processed food, better health, better prices, hopefully. But Well, usually eating yeah. healthy is not cheaper. Usually it's more expensive. Yeah. You've got to pay for those ingredients. Um, yeah. Brand name versus generic. So, uh, off, you know, the brand name is always going to cost more than the generic. So the Walmart brand is... Uh, Great value great value. The Costco brand is Kirtland. Mm-hmm. A lot of stores will have their own brand name and it doesn't match the store name for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but these things will be a l- significantly less money for often the exact quantity and the exact quality. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they just have their, their, if they're large enough, like Walmart, they'll just have their uh, food section of the company reverse engineer mm-hmm. <laughs> or make something that's exactly the same as, oh, we've got Fruit Loops by whatever the manufacturer of Fruit Loops is. Let's make Fruity O's or Fruity Whirls. And it's the exact same thing. Tastes yeah. pretty much the same. Sometimes the off-brand tastes even better. Yeah. Sometimes certain people will find it a stale flavor. Other people will find it like more of a crunchy flavor that they enjoy that better. Yeah. Or yeah, like sunflower seeds, you enjoy the Great Value brand better than the regular name brand. Yep. Yep. Same with the Walmart makes some um, Cheetos that I like better. They're not Cheetos, whatever they're like yeah. cheese crunchies. You know, yeah. they have their special names for them that I prefer. Um, you know, on a head-to-head taste competition the off-brand would win for those in my taste yep to keep more money in your pocket you just have to judge whether it's something you which one has the better quality and if you're willing to sacrifice that little bit of difference in flavor to save more money in your pocket for the meantime yeah don't get me wrong i i have a lot of times too where i like between the brand name and the off-brand the brand for sure wins peanut butter for me for you, it's peanut butter. For me, it's milk. Yeah. Regular milk just tastes like sour to me all the time. So I get this Fairlife one that is the only kind of milk that, for me, yeah. tastes good. Plus, it's high in protein. And I don't like milk, but I, that one I actually kind of like. Yeah. For the occasional need. Yeah. So the, every once in a while, it's going to be a going to be a brand choice. Yeah. But in general, um, the off brands are, are great way to save money. Get ready to get a good deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, Groupon or similar type sites. Um, I, there's other sites other than Groupon that do the same kind of thing. The concept here is that a vendor who's selling whatever it is, their product or their service, will put up a deal mm-hmm. and it only activates when a certain number of people buy it. Mm-hmm. So what they're trying to do is, again, they're trying to reduce their acquisition cost for marketing. Mm-hmm. So if they can... Normally, if it takes cost them $50 to acquire one person as a customer, because they got to put out all, all these ads and, and so forth. But if they can get a whole bunch of people come just through Groupon, then they can afford to offer it at a lower price. And those can be a great way to get good deals, especially on things like museums. Um, last time I was on there, there was a lot of... Um, like girly makeup, facial, like facials and uh, yeah. Botox and cosmetic stuff that I would never be interested in, but seemed like there was a lot of deals around that. Also, a lot of deals around events, uh, like entertainment type things. Yeah, uh, it really depends, uh, and businesses will put up deals there just occasionally. So it, you just have to kind of check, and it's luck of the draw. It's like Costco. It's whatever they have on the floor at the time. Watch the fine sale. print. You don't want the deal to expire before you have a chance to use it up. Fair enough. You do have to be careful about that because those yeah. deals do expire. And there's restrictions on them like, oh, you can't come on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Not every deal is like that. But you or just have before to, a certain time that you can use it. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be read the fine print. It's actually called the fine print in Groupon. Uh, so you have just make sure you read that and make sure that you're cool with the conditions. And if you are, then great way to get a good deal. And sometimes they offer a limited number of those uh, items as well. Oh, yeah. As in only 100 tickets or something like that or 500. Like 
in general, like the, the vendor is only offering that many, period? Yeah. That may be the case. But for sure, most of those deals are limited in number of how many you can buy. Yes, Like agreed. you can only buy three or five of this. You can't just buy a hundred of them. Exactly. Sorry if you want your more cereal, but <laughs> it's restricted. Or you have a very large family that you want to bring to this cool event. Yeah. Including extended family. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, there's ways around that. Yeah. You just get your family you to buy, each I open buy. up an account and we'll, between all of us, we'll get what we need. Yeah. We found some challenges with that over the years of, as we've done things because having five kids, they don't typically see large families doing things like that. So, Yeah. Best time of the year to buy things. So this can matter quite a bit. Um, most of the time it boils down to when the season for buying something mm -hmm. is in, it's going to be at its regular price. And when the season is over, either because the date like if there's a holiday date that passes like halloween mm -hmm. they're selling candy all before halloween and you get it it's all regular price regular price maybe there's a sale on quote unquote on halloween candy to get you in the store but then the day after halloween they just want to get rid of this candy they've got way too much of it so they just put it on a ridiculous sale usually. yeah like 25 or 50 percent off and yeah. candy for a couple of months although yeah you don't want to be going to the dentist well, that's, that's for sure. So that's just an example, obviously. Don't get yeah. tons of candy. That's not very healthy. But the same thing is true for uh, like, like clothing fashion. Um, there's times of the year. For example, just winter coats. Yeah. Right? Nobody's selling winter coats after March. So that's a great time. Just as they're like finishing the line, that's when they're going to try to get rid of their inventory. And they may have really good sales on don't wait until April, though, because then they won't even be selling winter coats at all. They just won't even be on the floor anymore. I found this very applicable when the kids were very small, where they would have those end-of-season sales. But I find it happens a little bit less than it used to, where they, I find they've started to kind of hold on to those end-of-season items and put them at the opening of the next season for winter season coming again, mm -hmm. that they'll put those winter coats out and saying, here's last season's on sale. Well, that's another great way, though. If yeah. it's on, a sale is a sale, as long exactly. as it's a legit sale and not like we're boosting the price so that we can put it on sale at the normal price. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you wait, so another time of the year thing is like when the new models come out for computers, for cell phones, when new yeah. appliances come out. Um, they want to free up their storage space because that's money that's just going to be sitting there waiting to be sold. And it's better for them to get some money back and put it on sale. Not only that, but they are prone, like they're pushing the new stuff hard. Mm -hmm. Like they have all of their messaging out there is to get that. Like Apple, for example. Yep. When they have their announcement, they usually aren't selling it the next day in stores because they're just announcing it and then there'll be an availability date. Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as that availability date happens, they're pushing hard the new iPhone. Get the new iPhone 15. Yeah. And that's all they're talking about. And all the Apple fanboys are there getting their stuff. You don't have to be the first person to get it. In fact, you probably want to not be the first person because it'll have some glitches that need to be worked out. Yeah, sometimes. 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 But the point here is if you want a good deal, get last year's model. Mm -hmm. They were just selling it a week ago <laughs> for normal price. 
And now, because a new model is out, the old model didn't change in a week mm -hmm. just because a new one came out, but the price changed. Now the price is, is a lot less. Yeah. Because they're, they're pushing the new one. Maybe the new one is at the, the price, the same price as the old model, or maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But because they want to encourage the new model's prices for a ton of reasons, marketing reasons, yep. they're just going to discount the old models to try and, like you said, get rid of them and focus on the new. So it's a great way to, like, unless you really need the feature in the new one, which you don't, come on, be honest. Not usually. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. Um, great way to make some, yeah. some, good, uh, some good deals. They often do packages where you can get the phone then as part of your phone service with the cell phone package that if you are getting the new model, then it's going to cost you an X amount of extra money to be able to have the new, new phone along with your phone package. Or if you get a older brand, like older model, like you were saying, that you might be able to, be able to get that phone for $0 along with the regular phone package. Yeah, could be. Sometimes I've seen it in reverse though. Yeah. Sometimes the new phone is the one that's there for $0 because they're putting such a marketing push on it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just zero dollars up front. You still up have front. to pay the full price, and it's amortized, amortized. across. So yeah. you're still paying more than, like, more than you should. Yeah. And the the older phone is still going to be a better deal mm -hmm. for tiny increment in capability or processing speed. It's good then to go online and compare the uh, capabilities of the different devices and to see how long the battery is going to last, the, what the camera's like, et cetera, I know what some, your needs are. Like a lot of people just want to be, they just want to have the newest thing. Yeah. It's a status symbol. Okay, I get that. But if budget is tight and you just want to spend your money most effectively, last year's model. Last year's model is going to be the best deal, for sure. I think we need to increase the trend that who's kept more money in their pocket instead of who has the latest fit. Yeah, like thing. brag about what you saved, not what you spent like a crazy person to buy. Yeah. Because you're crazy now. Who wants to be the crazy person? <laughs> be smart. Goodness. And then finally, holiday sales. So in terms of time of the year, you got your Black Friday, Cyber Monday for electronics. Uh, Christmas usually has really great sales. Mm -hmm. uh, in Canada, we have this thing called Boxing Day, which yep. is the day after Christmas when I think traditionally you've you're like putting all the stuff that you got duplicates of or the or the presents you don't want. Not desired. <laughs> and it's become Boxing back, Week. You put it back in the box and return it to the store, uh, and then you're going to buy more stuff while mm -hmm. you're there. So they have this. Yeah. Sale. So often, you know, now you'll see like Christmas week sales or Christmas New Year's, Christmas slash New Year's for two weeks at the end of the year. Yeah. Amazon Prime Day now is a, is a thing yeah. where they sell like tons of stuff. Um, most of the deals for Amazon Prime are Amazon products though. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get like uh, Amazon Fire TVs and tablets, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. They do have deals on other things, yeah. um, but I found mostly it's... Most of the really good deals are Amazon-only products. Not, not surprising, and they make good stuff too. So, I remember hearing about something in the U.S. the the white sale or white. 
Yeah, I can't remember what it was. They have a Memorial Day sale yes. in, in the U.S. That's huge. It's like the I think that's the second biggest sale day of the year. Yeah, for some retailers, that and is May huge. Day. I remember hearing about May Day before. Seen it on movies and stuff. That sounds like it might be a British thing. Nobody wears white after this. Yeah, I can't remember what they are, but I remember those two things existing. Love to hear more about that. Tell us about it, people. Mm. Don't know. Certainly, your area, you'll know what's available in your area. Like, what are the holidays? Mm-hmm. What are the, the shopping target days? Because you'll be inundated with adverts from your email, from ads online, from your your physical mail. Like, you just can't avoid it. Just yeah. If you just go outside of your house <laughs> to any retail area, you're going to be bombarded with messaging about uh, these sales that are on. Okay, discount stores. So, like, dollar store or uh, $2 store or thrift stores. Yeah. The dollar store has been uh, quite a second home for our kids when they were smaller and they wanted to do something nice for each other for birthdays or Christmas. And yeah. I remember making a few trips in one day because this child wanted to go and surprise their sisters. So I come back with the next child. And The problem of twins. Yeah. You gotta go back twice to the store. <laughs> or even with each of them, two or three days in a row, just so that each kid could go and get what they wanted. And to show a blind eye when I pass over my debit card that they can pay for things out of their own money and yep. I had access to the money that they had saved. So. Yep. Yeah, those, those kind of stores can be great. Um, great way to get inexpensive things. And you're not gonna usually get really high quality things out of this. Yeah. If that's not what your aim is, you just need the, the thing. You don't need the quality yeah. thing. Dollar store is great. Thrift stores are great as well. Yeah. Thrift stores are usually secondhand though, right? Yes, yeah, they so. are. And sometimes you can even find new things there that are still pre-packaged or have the tag on the clothing still or a new game that's still packaged, but you get it for like a tenth of the cost instead of going to a regular box store. Yeah, certainly books, um, games, oh, yeah. anything that's like a published work. Yeah. At a thrift store is going to be a killer deal. Yes. Um, often clothing will be really good deal. Like you, very common to get sixty plus percent off the kind of normal price. But again, it's often time it will be used or secondhand. Yep. As long as you're okay with that. And um, for special occasions like Halloween or something like that, where you want to something vintage or a certain costume. Yeah, exactly. Something a certain style that you want to be like Batman or something like that. You. <laughs> can find things that will be knockoff looks that will do to make a homemade version that yeah. would look even better than the store-bought plastic cape that's going to fall apart. Yeah, so places like the dollar store or thrift stores though, um, while they can be a good source of mm-hmm. good deals, just be careful because check expiry dates if yes. you're getting any kind of a consumable. Make and sure that it's still features. okay. Yeah, safety features. sometimes. Uh, I've seen things like manufactured in China that are sold at these kind of stores and you're like... May contain lead paint. May contain... <laughs> yeah. May contain asbestos. <laughs> May contain anthrax. I don't know. There's some Safety stuff Safety features aren't the same. Exactly. The, the things that are manufactured in country B might not be the same sta- safety standards as your country yeah. or, or what you're accustomed to. For most cases, they know. They've gotten around that because... Like international manufacturers are aware of the standards around the world now and they meet those. Yes. But not always. So just be careful. Yep. Have a look. 
you have other places like yard sales, uh, flea markets, Same and things idea. like that. But you also have to care- be careful about getting things for certain toys that, again, safety, or car seats and cribs and things like that that are not safe yep. to be reused. Yep. You don't have guarantees that for a car seat that it hasn't been involved in an accident that your child's going to be safe in it. Mm-hmm. You want to know that you are buying safety. Yeah, so th- other things in that vein are like life jackets mm-hmm. uh, for any kind of uh, water sports, helmets. Yeah. Never buy a helmet from a used um, sale unless it's like, unless you know the person that you're buying it from and you're confident that they're being honest with you. Yeah. Because uh, a, a helmet that's been in an accident is not going to save you. Exactly. It's already had the damage done to it. Exactly. They're, they're meant to absorb impact once. <laughs> once they've done that, they're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are some things to be careful about with secondhand stores. Um, flea markets, similar point in that um, you're, not, you're not quite sure what you're getting at a, at a flea market. Sometimes it's homemade. Sometimes it's like a knick-knack craft built by um, Joe who lives mm-hmm. on Drury Lane. Um, so you just gotta be careful about what's the quality of this thing. Also, uh, for secondhand stores, Yard sales, flea markets, return policy yeah. sometimes is non-existent. So Usually. It's like the sale is final, mm-hmm. meaning after you exchange cash for it, you cannot return this. Yep. Right? That's, you, you, it's as is. <laughs> if you discover something when you get home, then too bad. And I find the same thing is true on um, places like Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. If you're buying something electronic on Facebook Marketplace, get them to plug it in and test it while you're at the seller's location to prove that it works. Because if you're buying something that needs to be plugged in to test and you wait to get home and you've traveled some distance, yeah, then you have to either go back or maybe they all just ghost you and assume that the sale is final. Yes. You don't um, want to get things like uh, mattresses, though, because <laughs> you can't guarantee that they haven't had bed bugs or things like that, and you don't want to bring that into your home. Yeah. I so, remember your mom saying that. She says, never get a used mattress on the side of the road or anything like that, because you never know what you're bringing into your home. Yeah. Some things like that can be tricky. Um, you know, things like buying underwear at a secondhand store. Uh, yeah. Totally not comfortable with that. I mean, some people are not comfortable with secondhand stuff at all. Yeah. For others, there's a spectrum of what's acceptable and what's not. So you just need to under, know what you're comfortable with before you go in expecting a good deal. Yep. And everybody has their different family culture, and that's okay. Whatever is good with their culture, that's yeah, their thing. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, thrift stores wash the stuff. Exactly. Like, I get, okay, it's touched somebody else's body. And half the things still have their tags on it, so. Yeah, most of the things are in very good shape. Um, If you're looking for a good deal, you can't always expect perfection, Mm -hmm. especially at a secondhand store, right? Just gotta be realistic about that. Um, Auctions are another place you can sometimes find good deals, but it all depends on how many people attend that day and what the demand is. So you're you're working with supply and demand here. You never know what's gonna be available at an auction until you show up unless they list it on a website. Mm-hmm. And you never know how many people are gonna be there 
trying to bid on this thing. Mm -hmm. So it's luck of the draw. Although I do know some people who used to go to police auctions and buy thinking. cars yeah. at killer deals. Oh my goodness, yes. You could get cars for under $1,000. Because you know that the police are keeping the vehicles in good repair. No. No? No. They're seized vehicles and they don't, they don't maintain them. Oh. They seize the vehicle, they remove the drugs or whatever blood <laughs> <laughs> from whatever happened in the vehicle. No. Um, and then they just sell it as is. They don't maintain it. No, okay. they're, they're not auto mechanics. It's the uh, police vehicles themselves when they are... Oh, those vehicles, sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking like seizure vehicles. Okay. Uh, they, they sell those as well at, at a fraction of the cost. Sweet. As long as you're okay with finding a little bit of blood splatter and... <laughs> Doing no, some wild no I'm joking. I'm joking. No, they wouldn't. Um, yeah, you can get some some good deals there too. Uh, I remember a yard sale that we our neighbors had, and ended up purchasing some used golf equipment. It wasn't a full set, but it was enough for me to try if I liked the sport or not. Yeah. And it turns out I liked it for a very extreme fraction of the price. Yeah, what'd you end up paying? 30 bucks 30 for bucks. a bag and probably half the golf clubs. Enough for me to try. Usually a golf club, a new golf club is $250 for, for a one single club. club. Exactly. So when people are getting rid of stuff that they don't want anymore, yeah, like they, they really don't want it. It's taking up space and all they want is to not have to throw it in the garbage. Exactly. So 30 bucks, they're happy. Killer deal. Like win-win. Yeah, win, win. and it's a great way to test new sports, new talents, yeah. to see if that's something you want to be committed to. Yeah, I know people in the summer who just cruise around looking, well, we call it yard sailing. Yeah. You know, like they're sailing a boat through the, the channels of all the yard sails. Yeah. Um, it's a great way to find a good deal. Uh, but again, if you didn't need it before it was on sale, you don't need it just because it's on sale. Yeah. So. If you're going Super. to go through those things, go with your list of areas of things that you are interested in, what the needs are, and be firm with yourself. Set a budget. Sure. Set a budget is the key. Like yeah. Maybe your list is just, I'm looking for some new hobby, and you don't really know what you're looking for, but I'm not going to spend more than $100. Exactly. And then you're good. Okay, last topic is online purchases, because so much of everything that we talked about today is done online now. Yes. Purchases, sales, deals, points, all of this kind of stuff. So just some safety features and things to just keep in mind about online sales. So first of all, this is not so much of an issue now as it was like even a year ago, mm -hmm. but just making sure that the website you're on is a secure website. Meaning if you look at the URL, it starts with HTTPS. The mm -hmm. S is for secure. It should have a lock symbol there beside it. Mm -hmm. That just means that it's running on a secure website. It doesn't mean that there's no spam. It doesn't mean that there's no virus. It just means that your information as you enter a credit card won't be intercepted by a third party. Mm -hmm. That's what secure means. The website could still be hacked and it's still possible that you could get a virus or get malware or even have your credit card stolen it just won't be done by a third party it would be by somebody who hacked the website if that's happening i remember these discussions coming up with uh, family members who have called and said i'm trying to make a purchase for this uh, can you ask eric about this because of your development skills 
that they knew that you would know what you were talking about. So they were grateful for that input so they could feel secure about the purchases they were making. Yeah, so the reason this is not really that relevant anymore is because <clears throat> about a year and a half ago, Google released an update to Chrome, which is the browser that almost everybody uses. And uh, you know, all the browsers followed the pattern because it was like it's an industry standard now. Uh, that said, if you don't have an, an SSL certificate, meaning that HTTPS, the secure lock thing, SSL is the name of the technology. If you don't have that on your website, the browser is going to put up a big warning when you type in the, the URL saying, this site is not secure. Are you sure? And it's like scaring you, the consumer. Yeah. So like everybody migrated who hadn't already migrated to SSL. So it's really not that big of a deal anymore. But if you ever get a warning on your screen about the site not being secure, that's probably a, a good cue to not go to that site. So I would say stay away from stuff that are not secure. Um, other practices for online, only use credit cards. Don't use a, a debit card unless it's like a debit visa or MasterCard debit because online like purchases through a credit card are more guaranteed. They're, they're backed up by that credit card company. Mm -hmm. And if there's any kind of problem, they're more likely to issue a refund. Uh, whereas if it's to your bank account, that's on you. I even have a friend that uses a specific credit card online and only use that one online. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, that's a bit of a bit of overkill, but if you're really worried about it, that's a good way to it keep everything separate. Secure. Yep, keep everything separate. And if you're really, really worried, use a PayPal account. Yes. Almost all e-com stores will allow PayPal. Not all, but most. The way PayPal works to be more secure is your credit card information is only in PayPal. Mm -hmm. And then when you're checking out of a store, you're not entering your address. You're not entering your credit card. All you're doing is using your PayPal account. And then the transaction all happens through PayPal. PayPal knows your credit card number and PayPal is secure because they're a well-established company. It's Elon Musk's company. Mm -hmm. He invented PayPal, did you know that? Sweet. <clears throat> yeah. That's where he got his money from, his initial money. Him and a, and a partner. Anyway. Cool. So that's a, a good way if you're concerned about using online retailers. But in general, they're safe. Just be careful too about international ones. There's a lot of companies there that are from countries that have less cybersecurity, um, I guess, policies in place. And if there's a problem, you're less likely to be able to pick up the phone and call them. Like if it's a, a Chinese company, for example. Um, could be Joe Blow from China who's opened up an e-commerce site and if you have a problem who are you going to call? You're not going to be able to speak Chinese. You're not going to be able to call at a time that's convenient. They're probably not going to have a phone number in the first place and they may never answer their email. So like just be careful about where you're buying from. Best way to check that I'd say is look at reviews. Mm -hmm. Now keep in mind that some retailers are not all on the up and up and they'll create fake reviews that they wrote for their own products to make it look like they're legit. Um, I, I wish people weren't like that, but sometimes people are. But in most cases, um, especially larger sites like Amazon, those, those reviews are usually legit reviews. Mm -hmm. 
because you have to be a verified purchaser. You can't just write a review unless your Amazon account shows that you purchased and received this item. Then you can write a review of it, and it's like it's all verified in, in their workflow. Mm -hmm. So that's a great way to just double check things. So be aware. It's not, not everybody is fraudulent, and not everybody yeah. is perfect. Not only are some foreign countries, you have to just be a little bit more concerned about the size of a company and their reputation, but you may have delivery issues. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've ordered things from China before that took six to, six eight, weeks. to eight weeks to arrive. Yeah. Sometimes a little bit longer because of being held up at the border for whatever reason, yeah. or maybe their manufacturing was delayed because they were waiting for a certain amount to be ordered before they started manufacturing. Sometimes there's hidden costs. I've ordered products internationally before, paid everything and it looked great, and then uh, hit the it border. hit the border and it wouldn't cross the border unless I had to pay these extra duty fees. But don't be afraid of those because sometimes it's still more cost effective even paying the duty fee. It is, yeah, you're right. Just be aware that sometimes exactly. that's going to happen and sometimes the, the seller doesn't know. Yeah. They're just, they're just going to mail it to your address and they don't know what yep. the border costs are. I've seen some comments as well where people might have ordered clothing from, uh, say, China and having it shipped to here that you're trying to get the right size to fit you. <laughs> But because the body structure is a little bit smaller... Yeah. North American, Texas large and Chinese large aren't the same thing. Yes, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Where you just be aware. And often I find these sites now offer uh, reviews by people from North America or where this local area that say, okay, I usually fit this size. So when I went to order from this company, I ordered what I would normally order a medium. I ordered large instead because it fit better. Yeah, and marketplaces like Amazon allow you to ask the seller questions before you buy. So you can, if you're concerned about that, you can ask, oh, yeah. is, is a large actually a large for North America? And they might say, oh, you might be better to get XL. And if it's something you're going to be repeat doing, buying clothes online, it becomes worth it then to understand how you things fit you. Get a tape measure out, measure your uh, size and dimensions and things like that. Be aware of any things that change over time and learn how those things fit when you get it from certain areas that you know how to become accustomed to adjust things accordingly. Yeah, and you know, on top of that, just you may be, it may be you that's in error, Yeah. right? You may have fit large five years ago and maybe you haven't ordered clothes since then. Maybe you're extra large now. So sorry, Especially for a tall guy sorry like you yourself. haven't been hitting the gym as much as you as you ought to have, but uh, or you grew two feet in the last few years. <laughs> yeah, right. As an adult, <laughs> for the kids, I know. Yeah. Um, another thing to consider, just for online security, is your password. Yes. Don't use the same password on every site. Yes. If your password ever does get hacked in one place, that's the first thing that they're going to do is try to use that same password with your email or, or user ID in million other sites mm -hmm. and if you've shared the password everywhere suddenly you're hacked everywhere yes so use a different challenging password and keep it secure yeah for every site and keep it secure so I we use a password manager to do that yep there's lots of password manager softwares out there yeah just something to be aware of that you can keep your information secure yeah and then make sure that the password for your password manager is 
uber secure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, talked about uh, reputable companies, but also their return policies. Um, if it's being mailed from China, what's the return policy on that? Mm -hmm. right. You're going to have to pay return shipping for something to China. Yeah. That could cost twice the cost of the product. You know, they're getting they're getting it next to nothing because they're sending so much volume. But for you to send your one product back, yeah, that might not be so great. Keep track of your purchases too. That sometimes you kind of forget that you made a purchase, and yeah, it just never shows up. You're not even aware. Actually, um, calendar it. I so this is from a, a technique from a book. I'm trying to remember the name of the book. Um, it's get getting things done. Cool. Is the book mm -hmm. great book on uh, just task management? They recommend that you have a list. Like a to, I use a to do list manager, mm -hmm. and one of my lists is called things I'm expecting in the mail. Nice. And whenever you order something, just add it to this list. Now you've got this list. Oh, I'm expecting this from here, this from here, this from here. And then when it comes, just check it off. Good way to remember. And I'm an expected delivery date, so you're not getting anxious about it when it hasn't shown up for two weeks, but they actually promised it in four weeks. So. I, I put a link to the tracking, the shipment tracking link right in the to-do list uh, nice. for that item so that you can just go and check. It just frees up. The whole point of that book, Getting Things Done, is to free your mind of all the clutter yeah. that's in your mind. And you're like, oh, I forgot. I've got this thing coming from Amazon. I've got this thing coming from Wish. I've got this other thing coming from Geek. <laughs> uh, your mind is just full of all this stuff. Like if you write it down, then you don't need to have be, your mind doesn't have to work on it in the subconscious. It's part of the reason people feel exhausted all the time yeah. is this constant churn in your brain of all this stuff I need to do. Anyway, tangent, but getting things done. Great book. Um, some other things to check. Um, just reviews, not just for the product, but for the, the whole company. Yeah. So you can check like Better Business Bureau in uh, Canada and the US. You can check reviews for the whole company mm -hmm. on uh, various different sites. You can check seller reviews on things like Amazon. Or specific products as well. You can check on those. Like yeah. A yeah, I'm saying in the addition, you should yeah. always check on the product. Yeah. Um, log out when you're done, especially if you're at a public computer. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to log out. Um, even if you're at a computer that's like in a shared space, like for your family, just log out when you're done because you, somebody may accidentally purchase something and then it's on your card and you're not expecting that. Nobody wants that heartache. Yeah. Check your credit card statements regularly. Make sure that everything on there is what you expect. Um, it may be difficult sometimes to remember because the store that you shopped at is not always matching the name on the transaction. Uh, sometimes it's a parent company that you're seeing here or a corporate shell or something. So sometimes it takes a bit of research to figure it out. But And sure some exchange rates too can affect what the cost is that you're expecting. Yeah that it won't exactly match what the cost that you're expecting. So you have to be aware which ones match what. Yeah, so we're in Canada. Obviously a ton of our shopping comes from the US. Mm -hmm. um, and we just need to be aware that this is US dollar, which means that it's a lot more. Yeah. So if $25 US is a lot more than $25 Canadian, uh, or I mean, when it gets converted to Canadian, it's gonna be more than $25 Canadian, it'd be more like 32. Yeah. Just be aware of that. If you can't change the currency in the e-commerce store that you're looking at, 
E-commerce just means a store that sells stuff online, by the way. And with the checking your statement, you can be aware of anything fraudulent comes up because you're regularly checking it. And what we usually do is we check it against our budget. So if we make a purchase on our credit card, we're going to put that into our budget that we know that's coming. And then it's not a surprise. And there's both of us purchasing on the same card. So every now and then check with each other. Hey, is this uh, your purchase or is this fraudulent? Yeah. Um, last two points are if you're shopping online, which I'm just going to assume you are, everybody is. If you see something on your credit card that is unexpected, mm -hmm. immediately report it. Yes. Whatever you're doing can wait unless you're performing surgery on somebody. And then why are you checking your phone for your purchases while you're doing surgery? Um, stop what you're doing and report this immediately to your bank. Yeah. Call the number on the back of the credit card and report it immediately. They're going to freeze your card, and that means you can't use your card until this is resolved. But you don't want the fraudulent person to be able to continue to take money. Precisely. We just had this happen not long ago to our own daughter. Yeah. Um, she noticed the problem, didn't report it immediately because she was inexperienced surfing and <laughs> or on a ski do or ski -doo, something. Yes. Um, a sea do, and. She wasn't in a good phone service area, so she was kind of... She didn't stuck. want to wait on hold for two hours while she was on her vacation day. Yeah. That was the problem. But what happened is, because she didn't call it in right away, the person who did the fraud ended up doing like five fraudulent charges on her card because they saw that it was going through and they kept on going. Mm -hmm. Now, fortunately for her, the, the visa company figured out that it was fraud and refunded all of the fraudulent transactions. Mm -hmm. But don't rely on that. Just stop what you're doing and report it right away. Yes, you may need to wait on hold a little bit. It's definitely inconvenient, but don't don't delay on that. You don't want to get stuck paying for fraudulent charges that, uh, that are definitely fraud. And the last thing is um, spoof emails. So you may get emails from your bank, quote unquote, from Amazon, quote unquote, UPS or something from like that. the government, from my Nigerian prince, whatever. You're going to get emails every once in a while from somebody pretending to be somebody they're not. And they may even look legit. Mm -hmm. So, and they may have a button there. And when you click on the button, it brings you to a website that looks legit. It looks like your bank or it looks like Amazon. Before you even click on the button, I've learned this working with you, that you can see where the URL is going by hovering over it and you check that little bottom corner that shows you what URL it's going to be going to, what email address or something that's going to be used. Before you even do that, check the email who sent it to you. Yeah. If it came from somebody at gmail.com, it's spam. It's a spoof email. So spoof means somebody pretending to be somebody they're not. Like yes. I'm pretending to be Amazon and I email you, I'm spoofing you. So don't, if, if the domain name in the email is blah, blah, blah at gmail.com, then it's not Amazon. Amazon would be emailing you from amazon.com. Mm -hmm. So check the email and it doesn't need to be just Gmail that you discard. It's, if it's an email and sometimes they're going to register emails that are simple or similar, I meant to say. So 
Maybe it's not Amazon.com. Maybe it's Amma-Zon.com. That's not Amazon.com, right? Maybe there's a small spelling mistake in there. That's somebody who just registered another domain and is pretending to be somebody else to defraud you. So have a look at who sent the email, hover over the link before you click on it. And as you hover over it, if you're in a browser, like a desktop computer browser, hover over it with your mouse, you can see the URL that it's going to click to at the bottom. Make sure that's to the domain you're expecting. Is it to amazon.com if it's purporting to be Amazon or if it's from your bank, is it your bank's URL? And when you click on that, check to see that the link that you clicked on is the link you end up to because browsers can do something called domain forwarding where you click on a link and that link jumps to another link and it changes to something different. Mm -hmm. So that's part of spoofing as well. So just be aware of those things. They're very easy to check for, but please don't get caught in some kind of uh, fraudulent thing just because you didn't check. These are very simple things that you can check for and, and be wary of. So I know from my comfort level, when I find something mm -hmm. like that, when I'm still not quite sure, I will go to the original website that I know is reliable and secure. And I will contact their help support in some way, whether to phone them or text them, because often they have this uh, text here box. And just to say, hey, I received this email. It seems leery to me. Can you confirm that this information is actually securing from you? Yeah, that's a good practice. Uh, I mean, most people won't do that because they're takes time lazy and it takes it's inconvenient to do that. Yeah. But if you do have any concern about it, then just take the time to do that. Yeah. The, the company will always confirm or deny that, you know, that's that's legit from them or it's not. So just don't get caught in something that um, that's avoidable. And could cost you thousands of dollars. Exactly. Yeah. So recommendations. Learn how to haggle. And when it's appropriate to haggle, bargain. Uh, because you can save yourself quite a bit of money by don't doing Don't be this. afraid to ask. Yeah. It, yeah. It, the worst thing they're going to say is no. Exactly. Who cares? Um, if you don't need it, then you didn't need it. Yes. If you didn't need it new then you can try secondhand. You can get really caught up in this idea of online shopping because it's so easy. You're not in the store, so it doesn't feel entirely like you're buying something. It's just browsing, looking at lovely pictures, and I'm like, oh, that looks so alluring. Well, you didn't need it in the first place. It's $100 originally, but it's $30 off. You weren't going to be spending that extra $70, so why are you buying it? But a great way to try new things, like you talked about with golf, yeah. is to just get something secondhand yeah. for next to nothing. And if you really do like it, you can always upgrade. But now you know that you like it, right? So it's worth it's worth going the inexpensive route because maybe you won't like it. And then why would you have spent all this money for something brand new? Yes. Um, familiarize yourself. Familiarize yourself with the best times of the year to buy your product. Um, we didn't go into tremendous detail during this episode, but I would say just Google best time to buy whatever it is that you're interested in, or Buying just dress. best time of year to buy things. And you'll see like, a, you know, January is the best time to buy this, February this. Yeah. Lots of great um, people out there who've done lots of research on these things. Yes. There is a best time of year for many products. 
uh, where you can get a really good deal on. And finally is to just be safe while you're shopping online uh, mm -hmm. using these techniques that we've talked about. In addition to all the various different ways and means to get good deals, um, it feels great to get a good deal and they're readily available. So seek out the opportunities and there they are. Test yourself as well before you make the purchase. I heard something recently where they said, do I want it or need it? Do I like it or love it? And is it something that I that will actually be useful? Do I already have something like that? Check your closets, check your cupboards. You might already have that item or something that will satisfy the need. And uh, can you actually live without it? If you can live without it and make do, why spend the money when you don't have to? Yeah, that's a, that'll be a personal choice, of course, because yeah, I would say 80% of the things that we own are things that we could live without. We're, we're, we're creatures of curiosity and we want to try new things and experience what the world has to offer. Um, but if you're tight for money, yeah, there's deals to, to be had. You can get things that you need at deals. You can get things that you want at deals. Be aware of how tight you are for money as well. Check your budget. Know if you can afford it. If you can't afford it, try to do without as long as possible. Exactly. Don't okay. buy things you can't afford. And that's um, that's the podcast for today. That's getting good deals. There's lots of places. So happy budgeting. Happy budgeting. I can pay cash. I can pay check. I can pay wire transfer. I can pay gift card. I can pay credit. I can pay anything you like. I can pay cash. I can pay check. I can pay wire transfer. I can pay gift.